0: And welcome to the NXT 2.0 review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Boree from What Culture to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also RAW, NXT, AEW and AEW Rampage, as well as pay per views and premium live events. We also of interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on culture. As I said, though, joined by Andy Murray to review NXT 2.0. Once again, the Dadly Boys off sick together. Mm, ask questions. Mm, people will start talking. We obviously wish them well in their recovery. But Andy, it's nice to have you on again to talk about NXT 2.0. Cheers. Um, not often that we get your thoughts on this show. What did you make of it? Uh, yeah. It was, uh,
2: <laughs> I've done that gimmick about seven times across the past three days on these it shows. It is WWE, uh, I've asked you a lot about a lot. <laughs> yeah, there? yeah, it is. I mean, it was exactly what you expect from an episode of NXT 2.0, wasn't it? There was some pretty competent wrestling, uh, typically featuring the, the veterans of, of the scene. Uh, there were some big personalities, there was some pretty good stuff peppered in and out. Uh, and then there was some complete mayhem and chaos and, uh, interesting things occurring. Um. Yeah, just the, the the usual cast of veterans who are there to enhance the younger people, the younger people who are some of them are getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh horniness Indeed. across the board, as always, for this show. Um they're trying to cater it to, to teenagers and people in their early twenties and they're somehow attracting a horde of dirty old men who <laughs> are a medium age of uh, a median age of sixty two every week. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: I have to say, I don't know whether it's just because my dad is on here <laughs> or what, but I had a bloody great time watching this show. Like you say, it was typical NXT 2.0, oh, just uh, bonkersness, yeah. which we will get into, um, with a weird sort of splashing of main roster throughout the show. We knew about Miss TV. We didn't know about the other stuff. We'll get into it. The show started, uh, obviously, with Miss TV, as I mentioned there. Uh, Miss comes out. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, is, of course, his guest flanked by Robert Roode. Um And Miz, before he introduced him, said it feels good to be on NXT 2.0. He hypes up WrestleMania and his best mate, Logan Paul, who obviously gets booed facing the Mysterios. Um, and uh, he said last week, one man turned WrestleMania weekend upside down. He's a good friend. He's been an arch rival. And I had a flashback to that weird feud where they brought back some of the spirit squad for a brief <laughs> second. Um, but he said he asked Miz personally to come here and interview him. He obliged and he comes out. He uh, brings out, sorry, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Um, he asks Dolph how it feels to be NXT champion. And Dolph says, just right, after 15 years. <laughs> uh, and he welcomes Miz and Miss TV to his show. And uh, they uh, they backslap each other. Miz says how good the title looks on Ziggler. And he loves how Dolph just waltzed in and managed to get Braun to give him a title match. Uh, and then they show a clip of Braun Breaker showing up earlier today at the Performance Center fuming, uh, he wants to get his hands on Ziggler, but he can't find him, and then uh, apparently the uh, coach has got him to leave again, and he, he scorches the, the the tarmac of the car park, driving away in his car, and Miz just goes, <laughs> rookies, am I right? And uh, Robert Rude, yeah, just because if in case you're an idiot, explains what happened, re triple threat, no rules, etc, that's why we've got a new NXT champion, and Ziggler says, oh yeah, well, Bronze smart to leave and not come back. Um, but he wants to talk about something more important than Bron Breaker, and that's himself. He says he's a fighting <laughs> champion. He loves wrestling, but he uh, he doesn't do it for the accolades or the money. He's got loads of bloody money. Anyway, this brings out LA Knight. Yeah! He comes <laughs> out. He gets an incredible reaction. I can't get over this every week.
2: Uh, to be fair, two rats could come out, have sex in the middle of the ring. i legit, like,
0: vermin type rats and uh, it would get a pop from this crowd they're the (laughs) easiest crowd of all time but yes Uh, he has to quiet them down and then drops a let me talk to you yeah Uh, he said he talked about running into Dolph backstage on and said they could come down any given Tuesday he's glad that they did Uh, but since Bron isn't here to challenge for the title he wants a shot and Ziggler says right let's get one thing straight I'm a fighting champion (laughs) but I only fight superstars and Miz goes yeah you know what This Dolph guy's got a point. You're a tremendous superstar, and you're going to be a major player, LA Knight. Just not yet. Just Google how old. He's 39 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite yet. That young up-and-coming sprightly rookie. Who's um, almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> so Knight takes off his jacket and says, you know what? You're right, Miss. I'm not a superstar. I'm a damn megastar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says any day of the week he can take the title off him. Ziggler says it's his show. Um, uh, this is LA Knight saying, LA Knight says, Ziggler says it's your show. But he says, whose show is it? LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that means Ziggler's got something that belongs to him. Uh, Ziggler (laughs) says that the champion only wrestles in the main event and once LA Knight figures out where that is, he can find him. And then Miz announces this is going to be the main event, Ziggler Knight NXT Championship, and it will be awesome.
2: Yeah, what an interesting way to start off your development show with four men who are either in their late 30s or early 40s. <laughs> eh? Average age of about 41 between these lads. It's uh, funny. I guess if the goal right of, of NXT 2.0 is to ease the transition from developmental to main roster, then you might as well make your opening segment basically raw. Yep. Uh, you had it all here, didn't you? You had the talk show with the heels being scuzzy. You had the guy interrupting to go, hold on a minute now. And then you had Miz suddenly inheriting magic matchmaking powers to make a main event that Dolph Ziggler didn't seem like he he was all that into um I sure it was what it was I did feel like I was I was watching Raw very brave move of Braun Breaker walking around in the most dangerous place Mm. in pro wrestling there might have bumped into the ghost of Hideo Itami if you (laughs) looked looked a bit closer but uh yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just a joy to watch Ellie Knight and his. I love him. His act—it's—it's it's literally Ellie Knight's gimmick is this sound console that you currently have in front of you, where you press a button and it—it <laughs> it does the gimmick. Like, it would be a great game of bingo, like or a drinking game. Ellie Knight catchphrase because he just crowbars them in yeah. to every sentence, uh, even if it doesn't sound all that organic. He doesn't care. It's like the promo equivalent of getting his sh*t in. Yeah, like it, yeah. I love it i love it you're just sitting there waiting for him to go yeah let me talk to you or that yeah. it's just a fact of life it is <laughs> it is weird hybrid steve austin uh the rock exactly. cadence it's and the guy is uh, kind of it could register as a parody if if you were taking this too seriously but i don't take it too seriously uh and yes he's 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 certainly a man.
0: He got me very excited for the main event. I will say that, Um, although I never thought LA Knight was going to take the championship away from him, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, it was a little warm-up, wasn't it? A little warm-up
2: for the main course, which was to come, Mm. or is to come, because they haven't done it yet. It's (laughs) like Veer. It's still to come.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mackenzie's backstage there with Cora Jade uh, and talks about her attacking Mandy Rose, of course, on last week's show. And she said about them attacking Raquel Gonzalez during their uh, Dusty Cup tag match. That's put her out to four to six weeks. Uh, And now she thinks that maybe Toxic Attraction are going to be after her now, especially because she somehow managed to steal their titles. She's got the two NXT uh, Women's (laughs) Tag Team titles and the NXT Women's Championship. And uh, she's got a plan, which might have been my favorite thing on this entire show. (laughs) But we won't reveal what it is yet. She just says that they are going to be pissed. Can't trust those skaters, can you? They're always stealing. Smoking their... Cigarettes and, and not skating, and yep, <laughs> what, on more there? on this a little bit later on because oh, this was a, a particular highlight for both of us, I think. Uh, then we got the uh, the qualifying match for that <laughs> North American Championship ladder match that goes down at Stand and Deliver for Carmelo Hayes's title. He was uh, joined by Trick Williams to commentate on this, and they had a whale of a time watching. Versus Santos Escobar. Uh, really like these two in a ring together. Um, feeling out process early on. Grimes jumps over uh, Escobar's leg sweep <laughs> and tells him to kiss his grits. Love it. Uh, Grimes sends him outside, but of course, Legado's got uh, Mendoza and Wild uh, and Electro Lopez out there. And that distracts Grimes and that allows Escobar to take out his legs to take us to a break. Uh, when we come back. Grimes is sort of fighting back, but Escobar hits a top rope axe handle in in the head for a two count. Grimes comes back running forearm. Um, Grimes hits a huge flip dive onto Escobar on the outside. um, And Grimes goes for a high cross body, but he gets counted nicely into a gut buster for a near fall. He uh, hits that beautiful running Spanish fly of his on Santos Escobar. But he kicks out Escobar does at two. He sets up to go for his brilliant cave-in finisher, but just before he hits it, he takes a split second to glance at the NXT North American champion, Carmelo who's at ringside. That distraction or moment's pause allows Escobar to recover and he reverses the cave-in into a phantom driver. One, two, three. Escobar qualifies. For the ladder match. Lovely stuff from these two. Yeah, this was boringly very good, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh watching watching
2: matches like this where it is, you know, it's a it's a good time, it's a good match. With some nice exchanges, uh particularly finish. I thought that was a really nice counter, um, the cave in. The cave is so counterable, it's great. Uh, it's not only like a really flashy, impactful move, but because he's literally leaping in the air to try and hit it and you're standing up, there's so much stuff you can do with it. Well, and that this- makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like a guy coming off the top rope jumping into nothing, mm-hmm. um, which is often the case when things get countered off the top rope. Um... So, yeah, it was it was obnoxiously good. Because I don't want to watch good matches when I watch NXT. <laughs> I want to watch some of the other dirge that's elsewhere on this show. I'm being facetious there, of course. These are obviously two of the better wrestlers on the show uh, on a weekly basis. I'm a bit disappointed that we're not going to get Cammy G doing a cave-in off mm. the ladder, which is probably for the best because that might be quite dangerous. <laughs> yes <laughs> um santos is a good guy to have in the match he's not your he's not really a flippy dude guy he can do that stuff but he doesn't lean on it like he's not out there doing spot fests every week um but i think he'll be a good guy to have in the match i think his style will work well in there and i think he'll hold it together he's one you give me one of the most experienced people in it yeah. regardless so
0: yeah he's so talented i think we said before on the preview you we'd be happy for both of these guys to get into it so yeah. maybe there's some sort of last chance saloon you yeah know, with all the losers basically. Um, which also actually plays into the story of Cameron Grimes a little bit, which we'll get onto in a short while. But, uh, yeah, so I can't argue. As much as I'm gutted that Cameron Grimes for now isn't in it, can't argue with Santos Escobar in there. He's going to do some great stuff. Yeah. And probably Wilder Mendoza are going to take some rough bumps into ladders as well. I mean, Lars Sullivan once had a
2: five-star ladder oh. match in this company. So, you know, <laughs> anything's possible.
0: MJF had a five-star match, yeah. Uh, the...
2: No, he hasn't, no.
0: Remember, one man's opinion is law. So Exactly. That's how it works. We get a vignette. are not saying that, obviously. No, we get a vignette from Kayleigh Rainier Shirai. Um, talking about the fact they've got the Dusty Cup final next week, I believe. Um common enemies. Um obviously with toxic attraction. Um everyone
2: hates toxic attraction on the show, don't mm, they? I mean I can see why,
0: but Yeah. Um rascal. They've teamed up though, uh Ray and Rainier Shirai and uh, they're going to win the titles. Uh, toxic Attractions' reign will come to an end, says Shirai. That cuts then to Wendy Chew and Dakota Kai, the odd couple are <laughs> backstage. Um, who loves orange soda? Wendy Chew apparently <laughs> loves orange soda. <laughs> nice little 90s reference chucked yeah. in there. You, were you, uh, yeah, Keenan
2: and Kel. I right was there. definitely
0: <laughs> a Keenan and yeah, Kel boy. Of course you were. Um, <laughs> it was a good show, to be fair. Um, yeah. Dakota's, Dakota's got some concerns heading into the final, but Wendy reassures her and then in comes Toxic Attraction to ask if they've seen Cora Jade. Uh, they talk about injuring Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, you've got um, uh, Chu and, and Kai saying, do you, you know you didn't need to do that? And they say, well, you could just say thank you. You know, we put her out to four to six weeks or maybe even eight to ten weeks. Uh, anyway, they're off to try and find Cora Jade. They're going to split up. And whoever finds her is going to leave a piece for the other two. I love intensity from Toxic Attraction. Yeah, I, I did
2: think that Wendy Chu's description of toxic attraction as hot but weird <laughs> sums up NXT 2.0 in a nutshell, really, doesn't it? Yeah, you got guys like Carmelo Hayes and uh, Santos Escobar walking around, objectively very handsome guys on this ridiculous, wacky environment. Yeah, uh, really hit the nail on the <laughs> head. Oh, Wendy hot and Chew. weird. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The average viewer is 62 years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i keep going to that point but it's the dirty old man show you know yeah it, it, it is. is i just wish there was some evidence to back that up oh yeah. wait let's look at this segment later on with indian persia yeah johnny ace hello <laughs> uh anyway let's uh rapidly move along to a kids nxt debut <laughs> Thank against god Kushida. they got him out of the enfield warehouse man <laughs> no place for kids and they uh, <laughs> they announced before this match this was i'm right in thinking this aren't i know, a qualifier for a qualifying match. The winner yes. was going to face Grayson Waller yes, in the ladder match. Um, early on, it was briefer than I anticipated. It wasn't briefer than I anticipated. It was briefer than I hoped for. This. Yes. Uh, test of strength early on. Kushida flips out of her head scissors. Uh, arm drag into a drop kick. Kushida gets uh, taken down by the arm. Um, Kushida gets sent into the ropes because, again, yeah, uh, eight kids target in the arms. But he fights back. He's got a Boston Crab. Um, A kid hits a German suplex and a Northern light suplex for two uh, and a kid rapidly gets the victory via a springboard moonsault DDT that you were thrown by let's just say yeah the
2: X the 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 bump was a bit. A little bit weird, but I'm not one to, like, harp on botches. I'm not one of those weird guys who has a Twitter account dedicated to, like, disgracing other people's work when they probably if they When we've never stepped in a wrestling ring. Yeah, exactly. I'm a guy who gets tired, you know, climbing the stairs. So, (laughs) you know, I'm not one of those dudes, like, it is whatever
0: uh but the like to what the brief thing that i saw of a kid though i said i'd heard a lot of good things yeah. about yeah
2: yeah he's a very good wrestler which is worrying because there's absolutely no place for a very good wrestler <laughs> in with with no real like without that uh, stupid character it's not going to be long uh in this in this brand before he's turned into like a postman or something And he's walking around going, the postman always delivers before he hits a finisher, (laughs) which is somehow to do with mail. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was about the lower end of a match you're going to get from these two because it was just five minutes or whatever. But yeah, it was snappy. It was good. It was snug. Um, Kushida is someone who's always going to do a great job of working well with people coming in and making them look good. Not that A-Kid needs help looking good no. in the ring, um, but Kushida is obviously an excellent dance partner. It's just so weird watching Kushida when he wrestles here in NXT 2.0, because you see him in the gear and it's basically identical to his New Japan gear with the shorts and all of that stuff, and then the camera cuts outside and you see Jiro in the jacket, and yeah. you're like, oh god, yeah, they do that gimmick where they hang around in toilets and wear and do poos and stuff, yeah. and like it's- wear jackets. It's It's a weird word. What is this man doing with his life? I want to know. Like, not Jiro, he's always been kind of a wacky character. Oh, yeah. I remember him doing like cartwheels in a jacket when he was in when he was wrestling on the Japanese Indies in like Wrestle1 and stuff. But, like, what is Kashida doing with his career here? He's such a great wrestler. He's doing this dumbass gimmick. Um, and his role on TV here is enhancement guy for an NXT UK wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a shame to see what's become of him. maybe he's happy, maybe he's happy there and um, that's how you've always got to kind of look at these things. But creatively, um, I'm not too sure that guy's fulfilled right now. No, I'm going to agree with you on <laughs> that it was one. a good, good little match.
0: Yes, exactly. Just wish they'd had more time, if I'm honest. Um, backstage with the good the of Fantasma, I'm going to need your help on this one, Andy. Can you play the role of... Uh, Joaquin Wilden and, and Raul Mendoza in amongst this, please. Yes. So Legada do Fantasma there. Mackenzie congratulates Escobar on qualifying for the ladder match. He says he's the greatest luchador of all time, and stand and deliver is his time to shine, basically. Uh, he's going to become the new North American champion. And then here come Ray and Dominic. <laughs> the Mysterios are in NXT. Um, uh, Escobar shakes his hand, and Dominic says... I think you'll find the greatest luchador of all time is my dad, Ray Mysterio. And uh, Ray says, "Hey, and don't forget, Dominic's the guy who's gonna—he's the future. He's—he's he's gonna be one of the biggest stars. He's gonna break all the records." And Raúl and Joaquin brilliantly say, "Dominic." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tremendous. This riles him up. Tremendous! Says, well, I
0: didn't come to NXT to talk, and he's going to fight whoever, he, whoever <laughs> fancies it in Legado. And Raul Mendoza thankfully steps forward, and Santos says, you just made a big mistake. Nice to see the Mysterios in NXT. Yeah, it's almost, Maybe leave Dominic down there. It's almost like
2: somebody predicted this on a podcast, didn't yes. they? Adam Wilburn, good job, good job. Uh, yeah, Dominic, could, being kind, he could probably use some time hanging out down here, couldn't he? Mm. Um, maybe. If he hangs about with Legado a bit more, they'll give him some charisma. Uh, (laughs) That was really harsh. I'm sorry. Wilder
0: Mendoza are two of the most underrated guys on NXT 2.0. They're great
2: wrestlers. They're very handsome and they're very funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: That was so, because that's like exactly how I would react. Dominic, (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about, Ray? (laughs) You silly sausage. We're talking about the same guy.
2: Yeah. Ray's son, the,
0: One who needs to colour in his gear, that one. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Fine little backstage interaction to set up the match later on. I would love to see Ray have a big match in NXT. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, exactly. Because he's still great, and he's a star, and people love him. And he could. uh, Younger wrestlers on this brand could learn a lot from Ray Mysterio, Mm. for sure.
0: And Santos versus Ray—that would be sensational. But could be one of the best NXT 2.0 matches ever. Sign me up, baby. Uh, Speaking of which, we then got. Oh, no. Saray S- S- versus Tiffany Strat- uh, Um Saree's... R- S-
2: spark of rubbish.
0: Saray S- 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 R- is making her way to the ring, and she's looking, Andy. Take this seriously. She's looking at her magical necklace to give us, I don't know, encouragement. But, and this is key, which was pointing out on commentary, so they want us to know this. Tiffany Strata uh, jumps her from behind... She beats her up. She beats her through the entranceway, to which Vic Joseph says, oh, no, Saray is unable to transform. <laughs> That's pretty much verbat- verbatim like what he said.
2: stars in their eyes. So she's got
0: a wrestling schoolgirl costume, to which I'm sure some of the viewers went, well, not all bad news.
2: Oh, the perverts, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Strand stomps her in the corner. Saray goes, gets a bit in. She goes to that drop <laughs> against the ropes, but uh, Strand's in control. She does that handspring splash in the corner, the sort of corkscrew Vader bomb finisher of hers, which is a nice finisher, by the way. It's
2: really good. She's very athletic.
0: Yes, gets her the victory in a very brief match, <laughs> and this feud is seemingly set to continue. Whoa,
2: a load of fish. <laughs> i was just <laughs> sitting there watching this, and obviously we've seen Sere do the ring entrance before, where she's magically transformed into a wrestler from a. But she was before, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in this context, it's like, oh no, she couldn't transform. <laughs> You're Power Ranger. She got jumped before she could walk through the magical smoke that transforms her into a wrestler.
0: <laughs> You're supposed to suspend your. Is this? Do you know what I was hoping? Do you to tell you what I was hoping? What's that? Yeah, you know, not to. You know, the fly where bloke goes into a teleportation <laughs> thing and a fly goes in and they sort of merge. I wanted when Stratton walked through her to be suddenly wearing Saray's gear as well. Like, <laughs> oh no, I walked through the smoke too. <laughs>
2: An X C two as written by Franz Kapp. <laughs> 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 no, this is just like it's so funny, man. Like I, 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 don't trust anyone who sits there and earnestly criticizes this because it's just too silly. Mm. Um, I, 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 love it. I, 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 like unapologetically love it because it's it's the worst, but it's also the best. Mm. Just like some of the other stuff on this show. Um, once again,
0: Serena a really good wrestler and I'd like to see her do more. Indeed. Tiffany Stratton is a funny gimmick. Do you remember when a while back when WWE seemingly paid for a lease on a shark cage and went, oh, we better get our money's worth <laughs> out of this? Yes, they used And they to. had like five things. They that... had Enzo, they had, uh,
2: oh, how have I forgotten? Jericho Le- up there once? Paul Ellering.
0: Uh, yes, I think so. For like an Owens match, uh, maybe
2: my my Swiss cheese brain doesn't really retain information anymore,
0: but I think so. Yeah, I think what they've done now is they've rented a pole <laughs> for the crowd it was a crowbar on a pole match wasn't it with, with Tony in there. That's right, that's the, right, that's 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 right. Dude. and so I think they've gone magical necklace in a pole match.
2: They might do that. Is that going to turn Tiffany Stratton into something else when she grabs it? <laughs> I hope so. Is this a transformer gimmick? Is it a Pokemon gimmick, like where where the thing is a Pokeball? Cause they transform, don't they, or do they evolve? I don't know.
0: Pikachu, I choose a <laughs> Yeah,
2: I'm of a Charizard. <laughs> What's your favorite Pokemon?
0: Uh, I'm really, in, genuinely, I love a Diglett. Diglett. Mine's Diglett. Naruto. Naruto. Oh, I'm joking. Mine is. Uh, is that the run? Genuinely, that's
2: the one that does the run. That's the 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 anime that does the run. <sighs> um, the manga. <laughs> my legitimately, my favorite Pokemon is Snorlax. A makes sense, big sleepy boy, just like me. So lovely stuff. Love his philosophy. But yes, this match was uh, there. Yeah, and Tiffany Stratton is a Pokemon. Apparently, that's the <laughs> that's the, and she loves anime. That's that's our conclusion here. Cool.
0: All right, <laughs> uh, anime. Go and say it in her voice. Go on, anime. There we are. Okay. <laughs> uh, La Knight gets confronted by Gunther backstage, <laughs> <this> uh, <world. laughs> who said who accused him of getting his title shot by you talking and not by any skill he doesn't respect la knight and uh knight sort of George jacks with him saying he'll give him his first title shot after he wins they start insulting each other uh and knight says you know you've got the sports but i've got the sports center." and walks off
2: <laughs> like a crap version of chris jericho versus eddie kingston <laughs> i didn't think of that <laughs> yeah i did like i laughed audibly uh I'd gunter calling ellie knight a disgrace what was it no an embarrassment to this great sport mate your name's gunter <laughs> <laughs> you're named after <laughs> well you're named after either the coffee shop owner from friends mm-hmm. or a nazi as we've covered on the news <laughs> uh, which wwe then backed off on by removing the stark part of it and yes we know this story um yeah this was silly but they're setting up LA night for a match with a guy who's inexplicably now the third most interesting dude in his stable <laughs> quite interesting how quickly walter has gone from like one of the most cap- uniquely captivating wrestlers in the world to just a guy in a polo shirt, mm, just an angry, yeah. grumpy foreigner. <laughs> yeah, that's what they've made him. Yep, that's what they've made him. And uh, meanwhile, I mean, maybe Gunther should get some Ellie Knight catchphrases. Like, oh. what do you reckon he could say instead of "Yeah"? <laughs> Imagine him pulling that off. Nine, nine. <laughs> hello. <laughs>
0: Guten Tag.
2: Hi. Yes, hello. I'm I'm Gunter. Oh dear. Wow. <laughs> Ring. Camp. That was the name of the yes. stable. In a, is that still going? I don't know. We're on a we're on a total <laughs> tangent here. Wxw. Hello. Yes. yes. Axel Dieter Jun- Sharp Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Axel Dieter Junior. There we. Go
0: Let's talk about my favorite bit of this entire show. It was there was a, there was a stretch <laughs> that I really enjoyed. This was the first bit, a bit that I can only describe as Cora Jade homeloning all of Toxic Attraction, <laughs> or at least attempting to. See, JC Jane is walking backstage. Um, she's trying to find Cora Jade, but she spies just hanging above the rafters her NXT tag team title, and she looks around, no Cora Jade to be seen she checks whether or not there's any booby traps or anything like that. And she jumps up and she grabs the NXT title, pulls it down. But it's on a string, which is attached <laughs> to some doors, which she subsequently then locks JC Jane in a bit of the warehouse, basically. This was genius. Human mouse trap. Yes. What was going on here.
2: Uh, what, a, what a bit of business this was. The wackiest, dumbest thing I've seen on TV this week. Because you know, I can't say of all time because stuff like this happens every week. Uh, catching a human from a mechanism attached to a belt that's hanging down, and then the doors closed—it's ridiculous. It's, how did
0: they? I just How did they awesome. all get out?
2: Um, it was was the implication later on that Mandy had figured out what was going on, rescued them, and then hid in the car and beaten a lot of work. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I choose not to connect the dots sometimes no, fair when point. it comes to because it's so silly. But uh man, what a tonal shift. I was. think the
0: second one of these was my favourite, so we'll oh, wait
2: till we get to that. As scripted by AJ Styles. <laughs> but we'll
0: we'll cover why when we get to it.
2: <laughs> it's not what you think it is.
0: Uh we get to Maso Champa, old oh, man chamber going for a promo. What, what a tonal shift.
2: Yeah. Going for, going from
0: Cora Jade playing mousetrap to old man champa. Old man chamber, you give me the creeps. The
2: guys like we're talking like he's sixty. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he comes out and he talks about gratitude. Uh, he still sometimes looks around and takes it all in. Uh, this is his life. It's been his life. He's been doing it for 17 years. Or he wanted to find a place he could call home somewhere that they believe him and give him the opportunity to prove he could be the guy. Um, he's always had the feeling that if he was given the opportunity to run with the ball, he'd he'd take that opportunity. Uh, and that came in WWE in NXT. Um, we, we all know that this success didn't come easily or immediately, Things in life worth fighting for, seldom do. He talked about being here for, since 2016. Get um, yeah, a thank you champ, a chant, and lots of chants for him throughout this. Um, he says, we recaps the last, what, six, seven years, whatever it is. DIY, Blackheart, the greatest NXT champion of all time, all that. Um, he said he'd love to call it a, call it a do-it-yourself story. Um, but it was never about that because he always has had us to do it with him, cheer him, boo him at his best. Um, He talks about that entrance he made in New Orleans, coming out, no music, deafening boos. Uh, He said at that moment, they knew they were all creating a moment and Ciampa could be the guy. Ups and downs, I'm a Miller. uh, Long journey in NXT, setbacks, surgeries, black and gold. to uh, Never left, fans didn't either. That's gratitude. Doesn't know exactly where to go from here. Uh, He thought if the chapter would close, then he'd know. And he thought more so than any time before where on earth his fairy tale ending would be talks about you know challenging for the title and and not getting it back basically um he says walking into a show like stand and deliver as champ sounded like a fairy tale ending but it just didn't happen um now these last 7 days he's been thinking about what's next what he does is there a perfect way to close this one out The crowd chance one more match he doesn't have the answer though it's not in loft, uh, not often in life he says that you get a chance to say thank you before it's too late he's not going to miss it um he says, for the last seven years or whatever it is, uh, for everyone in the arena, everyone at home, thank you. And then who should rise up behind him but Tony angelo And he's got himself a crowbar, but he doesn't use it. He uh, drops the crowbar, gets himself a mic, and he says, Andy, Tomaso champa. you see, I could have did a thing. I could have hit you in the back of the head with a crowbar. But th- this... This is different. You see, I respect you. I respect you enough to come in this ring face-to-face. Man, to man. And I've been thinking to myself for a couple of weeks, who do I gotta beat to put Tony D'Angelo in the history books? Who can make me the man in NXT? Who do I gotta beat? And here I stand (laughs) in front of that guy. Now, you've been the man, you've been the face of NXT for a while now. And I think, you know what, I think it would be an Honor for the family if you would throw hands with Tony D'Angelo at NXT Stand and Deliver. What do you say? <laughs> Champa considers it and he accepts Tony D'Angelo's challenge. He accepts his handshake. And Tony D'Angelo, doing his best MJF impression, low blows Champa. And whilst Champa's crumpled to the floor on his knees, Tony grabs him by the face and he says, It was always you, Tommaso! It was you! And at NXT stand and deliver, I become the new Don of NXT.
2: By beating another Italian guy.
0: Mm. I mean, he gives him the kiss (laughs) of motherfucking death.
2: (laughs) What? What They go to this well quite often, don't they? The, The retirement into a heat angle. They just did it with Johnny Gargano. So in a way it's kind of appropriate that or the stepping away, not retirement, yes. whatever. Um so it's quite appropriate in a way that they do it with his DIY tag team partner or his old tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Um
0: who better a, than Tony D.
2: Who huh? better than Tony D? Hey, yeah. Um Jeez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good promo. Right. Yeah. You you expect that from from old man Champa. Uh, too, it did take me a while to settle into it because I was splitting my sides from Cora Jade's mousetrap. Um, <laughs> get into this. Uh, they, they, they have this pretty clear direction with Tony D'Angelo, don't they? Where it's like he's working with the more experienced. He's working with the old guys, yes. the old men. Old men like Pete Dunne, who's like 27 or something. Butch. Um, <laughs> I changed him. He came Butch now. Yeah. Huh? Oh, Tony is the fiend. He changed <laughs> Pete Dunne. Great. Uh, now he's going to work with Champa theoretically hoping that they can get some of that old dude magic to rub off on him uh yeah here we go it is what it is this stuff does lose effectiveness i think if you do it too often which they are now on the verge of doing like i've had a great run here i'm leaving but i don't know what's next and then you do the the heat angle with tony d playing grayson waller uh, I did enjoy Tony kind of rising up in the background like he's Keith Lee or something. Uh, that was that's <laughs> a was great quite one. Was Drew
0: McIntyre who did that against Taker a while yeah, back? Yeah,
2: in the I think that was in the the Graveyard Dogs match, which yeah. was awesome. Um, you know, I don't know if you've discussed this on the podcast before, but do you know what Tony D'Angelo's real name is? Yes, I think so. But Remind- Joe Ariola. <laughs> Literally, you could just call him Tony Tits.
0: Clearly, <laughs> their name was hung he- heavy in the titty. There you go, there you go. Of Tony D. Mixed emotions about this. The the promo was great. Obviously, anything involving Tony D is fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, it's instant five stars.
0: But (laughs) it's ruined our game. And I had so much fun with that game yesterday. Shall
2: we? we,
0: uh, No offense, but I hope Tony D'Angelo... Sorry, I hope uh, Tommaso Ciampa doesn't recover from his cock bruising. And instead, Ken Shamrock shows up. Well, you know what? Cue up Barry because oh hang on oh wait a second because they might have ruined the game but
1: we're gonna do it anyway yes. <laughs>
2: i don't know if you have the page loaded we haven't prepared for this why not yeah let's go
0: i love it okay um the segments just kept getting better because then we got persia protter versus indy hartwell in the match that wwe themselves dubbed as who's the better woman <laughs> uh, and it was such a surreal match this. So they make their entrance together like they're a tag team, but they're sort of like, do you remember they did it for a while with, was it Peyton, Bloody Royce and, Lace and Bloody, Lacey, Bloody Evans, where they'd like be like, get out of my way. You're in my way. I'm doing my big entrance thing. But it's these two who used to be a tag team, but now they're feuding because of all the bloody
2: cack. Lacey Evans did it for about six months, it felt Mm.
0: It's rubbish. Um, So, yeah, they're bickering on the way to the ring. They do shake hands, but it very quickly turns into a shoving match. Persia sends Indy into the corner, uh, pushes her into the ropes. Big Boo gets a two count. Snake Eyes, clothesline, another near fall. Uh, Perotta goes after Hartwell's wedding ring. That's a big no-no. That fires Hartwell up. Um, Perotta is bad mouthing uh Indy Hartwell's relationship, he doesn't want to bloody talk to you, she says. Don't talk to anyone, it's fine. Yeah, Duke Hudson's there at ringside because, of course, the men have to be around this. Oh, God. Um, but in the midst of all this, Dexter Loomis uh pops out from underneath the ring, and this distraction <laughs> allows Hartwell to slip out of a fireman's carry and roll up Persia Perotta for the one, two, three post match, though. This clearly isn't over because. There's a sort of face-off. On one side, you've got Duke Hudson hadson uh, and Persia Bloody Perotta, And on the other hand, you've got Indy Bloody hartwell and Dexter gaylord Loomis, of course. Um, and they have a sort of a PDA-off. A shag-off. Yeah, basically. Yeah. they sort of neck <laughs> on, and then the other one necks on a bit more. And then Indy rips open Dexter's shirt and oh, necks on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other two neck on a bit more. And then Indy sort of straddles Dexter. Uh, this going to be a mixed tag, probably.
2: Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> I thought it was quite appropriate that Vic Joseph introduced this by going, hey, Stu, have you seen <laughs> Corey and Carmella? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, show, a show which is entirely about... F- kn- so yeah. here, I'm not as good as silencing the efforts which we can't <laughs> to it. Uh, And then you end up with this. What a preposterous... I'd love th- it if Stu had just said,
0: no, no one has. <laughs> no, no one watches that. What are you talking about here, Vic, in your cool guy jacket? Unless they want to get a... <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey the ego (laughs) in that grotty
2: shower of theirs um i is duke hudson now being dubbed the sexiest man in nxt or is that just a thing that Stu bennett said i don't know either way probably they went for i thought he was sexier before he shaved his head to be Mm. honest now i don't know duke maybe grow the hair back maybe that's i don't say that to many men but you know Mm. bald guys rule um (laughs) preposterous this wasn't it yeah like what? Other what? Other summit and nothing. Yeah, you're 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 snogging him better than I'm snogging him. So we're gonna be one step away from Edge and Lita. What on earth? What all that nonsense? Um, really puts the soap opera in in pro wrestling. This doesn't it? Mm, Although, well. That being said, not, anyway,
0: rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Gigi Dolin was oh, your, out in the parking lot. And she spied a very well lit women's tag team title.
2: You gotta set lighting up around the bin.
0: But mm. right. cause you can't what can't you do, Andy? You can't put your belt in your bin. Shout out to AJ. So uh <laughs> she's trying to oh, oh, she's on the it's on the, on the top of the dumpster basically. Yeah. Uh but she, oh, yeah. she can't reach it. So ugh, she's gotta get into the, <laughs> instead the of garbage going, bin. Instead of going around the side. Yeah. Can't reach can't reach, it, mate. can't reach it, mate. So <laughs> She has to climb in. She gets it, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, thank God for that. And then <laughs> Cora Jade shuts the lid on her, traps her in the bin, and pins the lid down through the use of a forklift truck before saying the uh, 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 iconic line, I can't hear you. I didn't know Trash could speak. <laughs> <laughs> this was excellent.
2: Great to see Drake Wirtz making his NXT return in the form of <laughs> in the form of the thing that Gigi Dolan was put in here. What uh, <laughs> it he needed to be was on fire. Yes. Uh, what a ridiculous thing, man. The best worst stuff ever, isn't it? Just literally putting someone in a perfectly lit bin that just happens to be set up. Where did Cora Jade get her forklift driver's license from? Exactly. I don't know. I don't care put her in the bin, mate. What more do you when want? When she should have been skateboarding, that's when she got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, she, she's a better forklift driver than she is a skater. It's preposterous. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what, what more do you want me it to It was say? great.
0: This is why I love NXT 2.0. Yeah. And this is one of those things I really hope the Dadleys don't watch this yeah. week's episode. I sincerely think that Sidgwick won't, because he doesn't legally have to for work. Ten years from now, I mean, Hamflat will be 80, but ten years from now, <laughs> you'll be doing stuff like this for a five-star review review, Oh, unquestionably. It's just a riot. I just want to see their faces when I say, oh, yeah, did you not see what happened last week with Cora J and toxic attraction? <laughs> Although it's extremely dangerous
2: putting people in bins in WWE. Not only do you have, like, incidents like Shane McMahon putting Kane in a bin that's on fire, but it wasn't so long ago that a main roster WWE pay-per-view featured a literal bin monster. Eating the Vikings. That Raiders. happened, didn't it?
0: That wasn't me going delirious in the pandemic.
2: Nope. Uh, I believe it was the same segment that Omos was stressed as the giant big, ninja. Big ninja, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Very reckless game you're playing there, Cora Jade. I mean, Gigi Dolan is lucky she didn't come out as just a bag of bones from that monster. When
0: Ivar was irresistible to women, I mean, super stupid, sexy Ivar. I remember <laughs> it well. It was the referees over in particular. Yeah. They Jessica Carr a bit of a thing for it. Couldn't resist Ivar. <laughs> Uh, right, then we got Raul Mendoza versus Dominic Mysterio. Um, enjoyable, this. They they counter each other. Dom hits a shot to the head. Springboard arm drag, drop kick. Um, spinning Rana from him, but he goes up top. And then, as anticipated, this is when Legado starts to use their influence on the match. Electra Lopez jumps up on the apron to distract him. That allows Mendoza, looks like an absolute piece, as you said, He's a fair.
2: specimen, man.
0: Uh, he hits a leaping kick to Dom's head. Uh, but Fallon Henley, off of, I think, working at a bar a few weeks back, but also being mates with uh, Boris Johnson or whatever they're called, <laughs> um, she pulls Lopez off the apron. There's Bruggs and Johnson. Um, and Ray hits Escobar. Yes, please, more of that sort of thing. And that allows Dom to, to trip Mendoza into the ropes. Six one nine. Brog Splash, one, two, three. And Brogs and Johnson and Henley, they celebrate yeah. with the Mysterios after the match. Really nice celebration there from Buns Bunsen, Bean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, just how do you pick something like this apart? It was just a short TV match with seven interferences <laughs> uh, that ended a Ecopartic babyface victory, theoretically. I did think it was kind of funny. Uh, one of the commentators, when went oh what a feeling it must be for dominic mysterio to win via interference (laughs) (laughs) against a mid-card tag team guy okay what an achievement i think it's quite ironic that that raul mendoza's the one in developmental here yep like there's a pretty big gap between him and dom and and i mean that with the utmost respect because like dom's obviously good for where he is, experience wise but Ramo Mendoza's really, really good, uh, and a lot more charismatic and, and better in the ring, but they did okay together, and uh, then
0: there was like 12 tropes, and mm-hmm. uh, feel like i'm reviewing raw again <laughs> <laughs> uh we had another lovely video tribute to scott hall uh, and then cora jade is in the parking lot she's got the nxt championship she's got a can of spray paint which uh, phil pointed out is covered in duct tape because we can't have brand names on this show of course. of course um do you want to know the real reason it was covered in tape
2: was that it wasn't spray paint it was that white fake snow stuff you right. put on your window at Christmas.
0: <laughs> she had some left over, put it to good use. Yeah. Uh, and she spots um well, Wheel. it's not it's not her car. In other words,
1: <laughs> it wasn't
0: my car. It's it's Mandy Rose's car and she says, "Oh, it'd be a shame if uh, something happens to that." And then she thinks better of it and decides to steal the car, I think. Joyriding yeah. instead of spray paint whatever. She should be in jail. Mm. She gets in uh, pops the title down on the passenger seat uh, and has a has a brief, brief moment of reflection and realizes, why am I doing all this? Why am I Kevin McAllister in Toxic Attraction when I should be going after the NXT title? Uh, but, of course, Undertaker-esque Mandy Rose is in the car. <laughs> Where to, Cora? <laughs> My uh, favorite part of this was when she slammed her head against the uh, horn. Yeah, And it made a popping noise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All of these segments would have actually been enhanced with comedy sound effects. Mm-hmm. Like, whoop, bonk, bang. go and do something. You, you, you can probably do yeah, them, I've well. probably got them. You got them on here? Let's do it.
0: Uh, well, of course, she hit Cora, and Cora went.
2: <laughs>
0: what part of the body did she hit her on? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Sounds a little bit like, hey, it. you know. Um, so the fight spills out of the car. Cora fights back, uh, but she just gets the crap kicked out of her. Uh, Mandy calls her little Cora Jade she said she'd fight anyone for the title but Cora isn't on her level and never will be uh, and then uh, Cora uh, sorry um, Mandy gets the spray paint and I don't know if she actually meant to spray like was it meant to be spraying TA or something N- NWO it's NWO uh, yeah. sort of thing yeah. but it but ended it's, up a, just like, tribute it's the, a big white smudge on Cora Jade's back basically uh, up come Gigi D- uh, Gigi Dolin and JC Jane again no idea how they got <laughs> out of where they were uh, but Mandy says game over bitch she said, bitch. That's going to bring in the young viewers.
2: I thought that when uh, Mandy Rose popped out in the in in the back that we were going to witness a brutal murder And then <laughs> Like she got piano wire and she's yes. going to kill this woman. I was like, what? That's a total shift. Um, yeah, I mean, it,
0: it, it's preposterous, but we had a good time. Yeah. We? we had a good time. Love these series. You know, talk about a nice through line throughout the show. It's This is what I'm talking about. Legacy of the Riot Squad lives on in Cora Jade. <laughs> fear, she was one
2: Fearless, fear, fear more. Fear more, Nikki. Nice cup of coffee you got there, guy. What if I
0: dropped it? <laughs> Remember that time they cut someone's I tire? was about to say the typing.
2: Well, so they smashed the a laptop?
0: Yeah. Rebels. Didn't they uh slag off um thingies, penchant for like superheroes or something?
2: They did. Uh, the guy, you dark or something like that. Yeah. You know what it is? Superhero,
0: not a super villain. <laughs> You know what's in it? That's it what.
2: Some bollocks. It's pop punk retribution written by your dad. That's what this is. Yeah, exactly. And it's
0: so out of touch, but it's class. Uh, so the Cree brothers are fired up. I, I said this on the preview yesterday. I love a Who Done It. Yeah. I don't really care what it's in <laughs> films, TV, wrestling. Don't care. Give me a Who Done It.
2: Because the answer is always Eric Rowan's body double. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, remember when he had spider? Yeah. I love Eric Rhodes. Eric Redbeard. Rules. Yes. Uh, so they they're furious. Uh, they said until they figure out who attacked them last week, heads are gonna roll. And they say to whoever their attackers are, "Why don't you just come out and face us?" And this brings out MSK and <laughs> Wade goes. I knew it on commentary. <laughs> uh, they've got Ndewiocha. It's another lovely nod, as we mentioned. Um, but Wesley says you you do realise this isn't us confessing to it. Just to clarify, we didn't attack you. We stood up for you. Uh, but instead, you ruined our tag team title match. Um, Malcolm Bivins, put more Malcolm Bivins on my screen. Says uh, there's no more line cutting. And they're arguing back and forth when Imperium pop up in that Eagle's Nest thing that they used to have for William Regal. Uh, and Marce- I quite like the, the, again, two best parts of Imperium here. <laughs> Marcel Bartel said it's hilarious that they are arguing over something that basically is never going to happen, i.e. defeating them for the tag team titles. Eichner says none of them got the talent to beat them. Bivens says, why don't you come out of here and get beat? And uh, Lee says, whoa, 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 we deserve the opportunity just as much. Um, And he says, to be fair, at least the creeds are down here. Um, Eichner says, well, I don't really agree that you, any of you are deserving. You fail to prove yourselves. Uh, but you know what? Why don't we have a triple threat match for the titles at NXT Stand and Deliver? Uh, and he says, "Bivins, you always, Bartell this is, uh, Bartel says, uh, Bivens, you love to talk about reality and perception. Perception is they're going to be at a disadvantage in a triple threat. But the reality is, Imperium fears no one. This match is going to be a repper. A
2: repper! So it is, uh, that's a very offensive impression you just did, Indeed. but yes. Uh, the Creed brothers talk exactly like they wrestle and how they look, which is good. It's all muscles and protein and shouting and yeah. testosterone. No nuance. It's great. It's like, hey, someone attacked us. Who was it? Yeah, we could beat you up, drop your head. It's great. Some egg whites. It's great. I love these guys so much. They're just dumb jock energy uh, all over the place. It's great stuff. And it's a really simple wrestling angle, isn't it? We got beaten up, so we're pissed. MSK, they want a shot at the gold. But uh, Malcolm Bivens says they cut the line, so they have opposing opposing goals. And then uh, you have Imperium, who are just above all this stuff, so they're on their little perch. We're not going to brawl with you, you, you uncouth little... Guys, why they call the Creed brothers little? They're gigantic. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's yeah. It was, I mean, it was a competent wrestling angle on on a show that is bearing a closer resemblance to Pat Sharp's Funhouse. <laughs> <week.
0: laughs> I will say this: we are on a roll with triple threat matches across the board. AEW and WWE they've been good, putting on really absolute good. bangers, and if they can be anything like the tag team uh, tag team title match for the Raw tag team titles from the other week. I'm well up for this. And there's just a lovely dynamic there with Imperium being Matt Sacred, Creed Brothers being, I'll chuck you all over the place, and MSK MSK being, we'll jump all over the place. I'm up for it. I think it's going to be a great match at Stanley. Yeah, I
2: think it's set up to be a really tremendous, and this word isn't always a dirty word,
0: spot fest. Mm -hmm. It'll be fun. Um, sad moment came next. Mackenzie's backstage with Cameron Grimes. I'm not even going to do the thing for this because I'm 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 in a mood to
2: the moon.
0: Uh, there you go, I he said he's, he's disappointing. He's going to be stuck at home watching stand and deliver. And he says the last thing he got to tell his father was when he signed to NXT that he was going to be champion, but he keeps disappointing and he wanders off. I'm intrigued. I'm sad, but I'm intrigued by this. Wonder if they're gonna.
2: I mean, this is a silly proposition. I wonder if they're going to make him a more serious character coming out of this. But then I remember the show I'm watching. Of course, they're not. Okay. He's going to come back as. I mean, I've already used a postman. What kind of what kind of jobs he going to get? What kind of profession can we give him? Okay. Hit
0: um, yeah, a random profession. Weird profession.
2: Yeah. An octagon. That's he a shape. He will
0: be a snake milker.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I mean, are snake milkers not the type of viewers that that's a, that's NXT a good are trying to, try to draw in with Indeed. this horny content?
0: I like this, because they might have Googled this for uh, NXT milker. before. I've Googled weird professions, and it's come up with the 10 weirdest jobs in the world. I can only see 10 to, to 3 for some reason. But 10 is, see what this reminds you of, professional sleeper. Wow, Wendy. There she is. Uh, they've also got professional mourner, which I quite oh, gee like. whiz. God almighty. I'm just thinking about snake milker. Can you milk a snake? How do you do that? I think it's to do with... I think I've seen it before. It's When they've used them on, like, Jackass or whatever, uh, they put their fangs in that jar, jar thing that milks the uh, so you'd venom mil- out of it. It's not milk. Right,
2: okay. I wouldn't be necking it. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. putting it on your cereal. Do you know what? Do you remember... Um, zz who won uh tough enough a few years ago vaguely yes he was on breaking point quite a lot and he mm. couldn't get it together and billy gunn gave him a row that time um yes a video popped up on my and this combines two of our loves it's great uh a video popped up on my youtube recommended this morning about what what he's doing now and oh. it was, wasn't even produced by wwe um do you want to i'll give you three guesses and it, it combines two of our great loves in the office oh okay that. obviously one of them is wrestling uh, you know, beans.
0: <laughs> That's Sidgwick, really, more not, than us.
2: Not beans, but I'll take that as one of your guesses. Um, uh, Specific day of the week. Oh, uh, crocodiles. Friday. Flaps. Yeah. So he runs an alligator farm. Yes! Down. Tremendous stuff. Wonderful. Tremendous stuff. He's, like, feeding it. He's, like, wrestling it and stuff. I'm like, you're a crazy guy. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. That sounds great. Yeah.
0: And in two days' time, it'll be... It will be the day.
2: Friday, you effing
0: loser. (laughs) Uh, Right, there's two more of our favorite guys backstage next, Idris Sanofe and Malik Blade. (laughs) These guys rule so much. The fact that he doesn't wear a shirt at all, he's just, I mean, if I had that body, I wouldn't either. Um, But, yeah, um, there's more of an investigation into who attacked the Creed brothers, and uh, Malcolm Bivens is there, and they say, look, yeah, we did attack people last week, but that was just the waiters in the... Toxic Lounge or whatever they were called so they could just get close to Mandy Rose. <laughs> That's their alibi, basically. Uh, income. They're here. They're back. Good to see him back. I'm worried what's going to happen to them next week, though. The Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, they say, hey, we didn't need to see those Creed Brothers house. Anyway, they set up that we're getting the Creed versus the, the Grizzled Young veteran next week. My hope is that Grizzled Young Veterans win and then it becomes a fatal four-way. And then that gives me a chance to see Grizzling Veterans win the tag titles, which they should have done a long time ago. My worry is that they're just going to be cannon fodder to say, "Look at what the Creed brothers can do before the ti- the uh, pay per view." Yeah.
2: yeah, that's what they're sorry. Hearing.
0: Premium live event.
2: Premium live event. That's what the company sees them as now. They're they're enhancement guys now. Um, Imagine looking at those two. I know, and the way they talk as well. James like,
0: and Zach, both of them, just
2: Gibbs, oh, Gibson man. on the microphone is like guaranteed heat. Um, James Drake's so talented too. I know, I know. But they're they're enhancement guys now. They're like in that Champa bracket, aren't they? Where uh that's a bad example because Champa got the belt. Mm. But they're there to lift up the younger guys, and that's what they'll do against the Creed
0: brothers. Although physically lifting those guys will be difficult. Mm. Although Zach's quite tall, so you know they'll just get him on the main roster and do bloody British invasion. Well, British and Irish invasion, I should say. Yeah, let's do it with with Sheamus and Ridge Blue Holland and Butch. Butch, do you reckon they? Can so there's get gonna it? be. Sheamus, Ridge, Butch, Drake, and Scouse. <laughs> Fowler. <laughs> Robbie. Uh, right, main event time, NXT Championship on the line. Dolph Ziggler versus LA Knight. Yeah! yeah! Uh, back and forth early on. Uh, Knight hits a power slam quite early to get a nice near fall. Um, when we go to That takes us into a break, but when we come back, Ziggler's working overnight, he's taking control. Uh, Knight has to fight out of a sleeper. He drives Ziggler on his back into the corner. Uh, he counters the Famouser, power bombs him, stomps him in the corner. Uh, he gets a jumping elbow uh, for a two count, and we cut to the back when who is showing up? But Stone Cold, sorry, uh, Braun Breaker, who's <laughs> here to kick some ass. Uh, we cut back to the the, the match, uh, LA Knight. Uh, nails a superplex on Ziggler. Nice near fall off the back of that as well. Rude tries to interfere, but it initially backfires. He counters uh, and manages to hit a version of a sort of burning hammer on Ziggler. But Ziggler's foot either goes onto the bottom rope or gets put on the bottom rope, depending on who you ask, by Robert Rude, uh, and the referee stops the count. And then there's a bit where they just keep counting each other's signature moves, uh, including LA Knight going for the BFT um, but he gets he gets sent into, or he misses a charge in the corner, turns around, super kick from Ziggler, one, two, three. He retains the NXT championship. And then it's all about the post-match because Brombreaker Breaker storms down to the ring to confront Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Robert Roode tries to step in and stop him from, well, he wants to demand a, a title match at Stand and Deliver, and he gets chinned, Robert Roode does, by Brombreaker. Breaker. And uh, Ziggler holds up the title and seemingly accepts for Stand and Deliver, uh, major, major NXT standards delivered developments on this show, particularly this one. What did you make of the main event?
2: I was pretty much exactly what we expected, really, wasn't it? From the moment the uh, opening segment panned out the way it is, you could you could have scripted this in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, anyone who's never watched wrestling before could probably have scripted <laughs> it in their head. But yeah, it was fine. Like, the main event was fine. Yeah. Um, wasn't nothing blow away or anything like that, but it was a perfectly functional main event um, and theoretically a decent scalp for Dolph Ziggler to take before he goes to stand and deliver and presumably loses the belt to to Braun Breaker. Um, I mean, it's this, the this, this easy. I've said this earlier in the show, but this is the easiest crowd in the world to please if they're chanting. This is awesome at this pretty good <laughs> TV main event. Um, the finish was quite well done. Like I, I did like the way. Uh, Dolph Ziggler outsmarted him, like outcrafted him veteran stuff. Well yeah. It's very interesting that he's the crafty veteran and LA Knight is the, like, the making these rookie mistakes. He's just not as experienced as not him. You're not quite there yet, mate. Yeah, you're not quite there. You, you're only two years younger than Dolph and you've <laughs> actually got two years more wrestling experience, but you're not quite there yet, pal. It's uh when they
0: did that with Owens. you remember on the main roster when yeah, Cena was yes. like. Welcome, rookie. And he was like, I've been wrestling longer than you have, pal.
2: I've probably had twice the amount of matches as you, John. Um, Yeah. Uh, And we've said this loads of times before, but they're marketing or going to market stand and deliver around the idea that you might pay a ticket to see Breaker regain his championship. Exactly. I can't
0: hate on that. Yeah. It's simple stuff. Uh, We'll see if it works. I'll reiterate this. I had a great time watching this show. I think it's one of those where, like you say, do not expect... World class matches, yeah. but if you go in with the right anticipation and a bit and and WWE have a bit of fun with it rather than trying to be something that it's not, this this for me is one of the best versions of NXT. Not the best wrestling show, <laughs> but in terms of NXT, yeah. this I could handle this every single week. A bit of some good matches in there, storyline development, big matches being set up, things I can genuinely look forward to. And also, people getting home alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like I thought it was bad, but entertaining in a way. It was like it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't sit here and go at, like this was better than like a four out of ten or whatever. But I had a good time watching it because I have no expectations for it to exactly. ever be good again. Um, so I'll sit there and watch Cora Jade playing Mousetrap. Trap. Um, it is what it is. It's it's a junk show where you're going to get some perversely entertaining stuff and you'll get the occasional good match but when the good match happens you'll actually be let down by it because you want to watch mousetrap um <laughs> yeah it is what it is i'll tell you what it's a lot easier to watch than raw the past couple of episodes yeah. of raw and smackdown were exactly so there you go
0: load of let's say it was better but it was easier to watch exactly just a load of fun basically let us know your thoughts on it on twitter at what culture wwe uh, watch they can follow both of us you can follow andy murray at
2: as andy h murray the h stands
0: for Herbert. Ooh. Ooh. Could be an alternative name for one of James Drake or Zach Gibson on the main roster. <laughs> Herbie. <laughs> you can follow follow me at, what, uh, at Adam Wilburn. Follow us all at what culture WWE. as I said. Make sure you subscribe to what culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and Andy will be back later on to look ahead to AEW Dynamite. Uh, but for now, this has been NXT 2.0 Review. My thanks to Andy. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.